Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and I am today sitting with two of our night operations folks. I have Willie and I have Juan. Um, let's start with some introductions. Uh, Willie, you are the Director of Night Operations, I believe is the official title. Yes, sir, it is. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I started here in July of 99, um, started working in the wash bay and doing security and just worked my way up through the company. Okay. Um, here, I, I'm always accessible, so... How long have you been in the night operations? It's been quite a while, oh, so... Oh, goodness. Probably 12 years, I suppose, at least. Cool. Okay. And I know you've you've moved from one, I mean, at one time we were in the old building to out to the new building to back into here, and I mean, you've been all over the I've place. I've been all over the property, yep. Okay. Juan, how about you? A little bit about yourself. I've been here, I think, about five years now. Just got my five-year certificate. Kind of same situation. Started in the wash bay, detailing, you know, all that stuff, washing tractors, and then... Now I'm just on the inside working night ops after hours with Willie and the whole night crew. Okay. All right. So how is the night shift, uh, your hours? How do you, what kind of shifts do you guys run? Is it uh, 12-hour shifts, 8-hour shifts? What do you normally do? Uh, it's kind of a mix. So we, the staff usually gets in. The first shift comes in at 4. Um, they'll work 4 to 11. And then we have 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. And then they do 12-hour shifts on the weekend, 11, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay, because so, on the weekend, they're here 24-7. I mean, there is no going home, right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So we, we have, you know, the, the two shifts, and they pretty much stay. If you're dealing with somebody at, on the overnights, you're always going to deal with that person on overnight. Okay. So one of the biggest things I always tell our drivers is, you know, night ops, you guys do an awesome job. Okay? Thank you. But... The one big difference is, is, so we have how many dispatchers in the company during the day? Mm-hmm. All right, we've got, what, 12, 15, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, 5 o'clock rolls around and bam. Now we're down to how many? Uh, usually three, possibly four. Three. So you guys can be quite overwhelmed in the evening when that happens because from 15 to 3 and 700-plus trucks, so you guys got your work cut out for but you. But you also got to remember, we handle all the safety issues as well. So any cargo Congrats, claims, yeah. anything like that, that all comes through our office. So okay. it, it goes from a whole bunch of support staff for the drivers <laughs> to three or four of us. Yeah. How do you prepare for your shifts? Shoot. Um, the way I just come in, clock in, and then just you got to know, you'll get used to it. But you know what screens you got to pop up on your computer, then... Um, just start working on the temps, getting everything ready, updating everything. Um, if anyone has any last-minute request or via, like, emails or something like that, needs a favor done, hey, they'll contact us and just right away clock in, get to it. We, we're on a lot of email chains, so a lot of things that happen throughout the day we'll have information on. And then the, the daytime fleet managers also leave us a daily dispatch report, anything that they deem necessary for us to know that we might have to deal with should be on the report so that we're, we're not blindsided. I mean, sometimes things get forgotten, what have you, but hopefully they've communicated through either Transflow or through the Qualcomm, and that way we can go back and have something to go back on. 
Yeah, I've seen the I've seen every night usually just before their shifts end. The uh, the DMs always have their night notes that they send out to you guys, similar to what you guys do night notes every night and send them out to us. So in the morning when the dispatchers come in, they kind of know what's going on and what happened throughout the evening. So mm-hmm. so a big part of it when you first come in is getting your emails and going through all them and checking up on them. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are your Juan? What's your core duties every night? Oh, shoot. Uh, well, we have a list that we all split up between all of us, you know, with three, four of us working during the week. It's nice. We have lists that we all split up between all of us. You know, we watch over someone's going to watch over the wells. Someone's going to watch over temps. You know, uh, someone's going to watch over this, the you know, notifications, you know, other companies notifying us that, you know, loads are ready. Trailers are ready to roll out. Um, shoot. Trying to think here. There's a there's a lot of load tracking to make sure that loads are going to be delivered right. safely and on time um, within obviously the the hours of service regulations. So what the fleet managers are doing during the day, we actually get a list instead of having just forty drivers, what have you. We have all the drivers who are on our major customer loads. And we'll track those, you know, their GPS location, look at their hours, see if they're going to make it on time. And then we're either contacting the driver to make sure that they know what time they're supposed to deliver, make sure they have a plan to deliver on time, or we're contacting the customer, see if we can reschedule if needed. So we're doing all the customer service work as well. Okay. And, yeah, any any favors drivers needs too, after hours-wise, if... Uh, Mechanical-wise, any issues, breakdown issues, we'll patch it through back with breakdown. They'll handle that. Um, you need to forward something you forgot during regular hours, we'll type it up to your dispatch, and we'll make a note, send them a little note, anything you guys need. Um, empty trailer, drivers, uh, we get those calls too after hours. No empty trailer. Well, let's see what we can do, you know. No. How many different systems are you guys working with every night? Such as like McLeod and Navigo or Navigate. Uh, what's the? Uh... Um, we don't we don't do anything with that. We use um, McLeod, which is the the software that all the load information everything goes through. I'm trying to think of the one that pinpoints the driver's location. If you're so far out and you, it has on the map a uh, net graph, you, you guys uh, use net graph no, at all? No, we we yeah. use fleet mapping for through Omni sir, Omni tracks. Okay. So that's. That's what the hours of service is all, the ELDs are all run through. So we use that, and it's got a, a fleet mapping option where it'll show all the trucks within, you know, wherever they're at in the U.S. Okay. And actually in, in McLeod, there's a, there's a button we can click on that will bring up a map of the route the driver's been on. And it's, it's pretty close to real time, so. Okay. Now, if you have a driver who calls in for lumpers, I mean, how do you guys deal with that at, 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 at nighttime? Depending on the the amount, um, we kind of got a, a a good idea of some of the major customers what the what the amount's going to be. But we had one the other night that was three hundred and fifty dollars to unload empty beer cakes. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's, it. Um, that's a good gig. All yeah, right. <laughs> but we see four or five hundred dollar amounts and. It's we just through McLeod we can put it on their card. And now one thing I've always I remember is we get some scammers every once in a while. I mean, <laughs> what's your what's the best scam you've ever had? Try pull on you, Willie. 
Well, I actually fell for one early on in my time here. But I mean, it'll it can happen to anybody. Yeah, but it better only happen once. (laughs) Um, We there was a customer down in Georgia that we have. So the the trailer, it's always a trailer issue, and that they'd call on, and the trailer would actually be in the location, but they just have random things wrong with it. They would never be wrong with the trailer. And it is really high dollar stuff. So it's it's always communicated well through internally with the maintenance support department and the operations department. So we'd always once again have email or something that we would know, hey, this this has been a problem down here in this area. We had one one time that went on for like four weeks. Driver would call or not driver, the scammer would call and get the name of our employees. And then use that on the next shift. Say, well, I talked to this person during the day. Well, of course, we don't have any any knowledge of it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it, it they can be pretty tricky, creative, tricky. creative. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about weather conditions? Uh, I mean, we got uh, up here in the north, uh, the mountains we run. We run all 48 states, so we're always dealing with weather conditions. Um, how do you deal with that when a driver has a situation with that? kind of tricky um with the weather i mean uh shoot you just gotta let us know we gotta see what route you're going and then we just gotta pull up what what you're running into you know and then just best guess guesstimate look at all over the internet the weather channel weather.com and stuff like that what it what winds and gusts are going to look like should that driver stop ahead of time and just wait for a little bit let it pass um Winter, you got all the snow, snowstorm calls, you know, how's the roads, what are the road conditions looking like, and it's neat. You got the Iowa DO to the DOT website, so the safe travel. Click on the state, and it'll show you road conditions and everything for that one single state. And if they have cameras, and you can hit the camera, and it'll actually show you live view of road condition right there, so you can get a good idea. Cool. Sa- safe Travel USA is a, a, is a good great one. website to use. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, what happened around here on Saturday? Uh, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and we weren't traveling in that. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out on my motorcycle. So, Sorry yes, uh, we, we had a mo- we had a hailstorm coming through here right, on Saturday. Right. And uh, we got a lot of trucks that got nailed. Uh, you know, my cars got nailed. Luckily, mm-hmm. I was hidden on my motorcycle. So. And, and the other thing, our, our biggest asset dealing with weather is the drivers that are out there. Um, because they have the real-time information where, once again, there's three or four of us here, so we might not have all the alerts as quick as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, sending it in on the Qualcomm or Transflow, you know, getting that information into us, that that's better sending it electronically than calling and, you know, having, having to go through it over the phone. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. being safely parked and and get it sent in well and we want the drivers especially in the winter time we don't want drivers out there driving in unsafe conditions if the wind's going to yep. blow you over we don't want it if it's going to put you in the ditch we don't want it so mm-hmm. and i know our safety department really stresses on that mm-hmm. so um what about if you have a late rescheduling how what is some of the stuff i i see your guys's notes trying to reach a customer to reschedule or check on it how burdensome, burden, what's the word I'm looking for? Katie? Burdensome. Yeah, that's the word there. That. <laughs> it, it, it can be really hard. Um, some customers only have scheduling staff in from like 3 a.m. to 
8 a.m. or I mean, they just really odd hours for different ones. Um, and sometimes there's large fees for for rescheduling, even though we're notifying them plenty ahead of time. It can it can be really difficult. And reaching some of these places on the phone, you might be able to talk to somebody that's actually there, and they might say, yeah, okay, go ahead and come on in. Well, then we relay that to the driver. Driver gets there. Oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, that unfortunately happens. We can only control so much and communicate so much. But we try to, we on the night shift try to over-communicate as, as best as we can. Well, I know one of the things that it really blows my mind is a, a certain customer out there will pay you or charge you if you're early. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If you come in there early, you're going to pay an early fee. And it's like, oh, what? And it's a substantial amount. Yes. Uh, it just blows my mind that we get charged for some of the stuff that we do. Um, but then what they get away with, what they do to us. So, mm-hmm. um, but oh well. Breakdown. So I know we have a 24 hour breakdown line. You guys are the first line usually that handles that. Where do you go from there? Well, there is a direct dial number into them as well. Okay. Um, but usually we'll we'll try and get a little bit of the situation and pass it on to their call queue, um, just because they're. We need to know, you know, the severity of it. If we're going to have to start looking for someone to repower the load, say the the truck is down. Um, we all know the wonderful emission systems that we get to deal with sometimes, um, the ins and outs of those. So it's it really it's just communication on the inside. Once once um, driver talks to the maintenance support staff, they'll let us know, hey, this truck's going, it's going to have to be towed. So we're finding out, is there another driver in the area that can help out with a load? Um, so how do you do that? Speaking of repowers, I mean, we're repowering all the time because of situations like this. Juan, how do you, what do you, what's the steps you take to find a guy to repower? Oh, shoot. We just pull up the map. Yeah, uh, we have kind of, uh, on McLeod, we have a order planning window. We're going to put on there, like, where we're delivering to, where the load's picking up to, or where it's delivering to, and hit enter, and it'll actually show us all those drivers. It'll give us a kind of list of all those drivers in that state in that area uh we could also use fleet mapping uh that's on the hours of service website we can pull up the map and you know it's pretty neat you'll see a bunch of little dots all over the map and you'll can actually you you can zoom in and see where they're at live time and well i think it's color coded isn't it too if uh, the, well at least the old one used to be for the, the whether they're ones, empty yeah, yeah you okay. know or loaded yep. so yep. and i and i know you i've seen you guys uh actually because when i drive on the weekend sometimes uh juan you probably put my truck in, in my <laughs> truck more than anybody yep. Yep. um but uh is you send out a Qualcomm message, hey, I got this, you know, load. Is there anybody out there in yep. this area that can help me? Same. And it's pretty, we get re- good response, don't we? Yeah. Sending out messages, yep. Yeah. That's a neat, another tool, too, is uh, I could select, uh, like, let's say, here, Fort Dodge, if we need someone here to pick up and deliver here to USG, we'll just send out pep punch in Fort Dodge and decide how far you want that message to go. You could send it 100 miles out. 200 miles out and whatever just to uh yeah repower the load get so, it moving so typically if you get one of those messages it's because you're within a certain radius yep. and a lot of times they'll we'll try to go through and see if there's anybody before we send a message out like that you know somebody had been at home 
we can see what their PTA did, you know, when they're supposed to be coming back and maybe contact them and say, hey, we got this. We're in desperate need to get this high priority load delivered on time. Can you help? And, you know, you get good response. You get sometimes just flat out no, <laughs> That's it. which is understandable. <laughs> I mean, if you're at home and you've been, you know, you're coming to the end of your home time, maybe you had something else planned, you know, but we're not reaching out to try and force anybody. We're just reaching out for help. That's well, and with TransFlow now, because we get it right to our phone, mm-hmm. it's probably changed the game mm-hmm. a lot because the guys before when they were at home, they never knew because they were at home. Now they're getting dinged on their phone. And mm-hmm. same as if the guy's in the truck stop, now you can get a hold of them mm-hmm. a little bit better. Is yep. TransFlow a helpful tool for you guys? Wonderful. Yes. Yes, really nice. You get a lot, responses a lot more quicker and just not make more sense, but yeah, a lot more smoother, a lot more quicker. Uh, better time more response via transflow because yeah it's right on their phone real accessible right away right there live so well you've been here since well a couple years or a year longer than i have so you've seen a lot of changes in the drivers and the trucks Mm -hmm. and everything what's one of the biggest changes you've seen in the in the drivers that we have now compared to what we used to have uh it it kind of comes and goes really um do you have your good and your bad? I mean, I, I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah. Um, Do you think we still have a very helpful group of drivers out there that will go over the top? Uh, I mean, you have your your guys that are always on top of everything, and, and do we have even more of them, do you think, now? Um, I would say yes. There's, there's certain drivers... Um, certain demographic maybe that'll help you more than others um maybe some of your old school drivers that know hey this this has to go you know they're they wouldn't be contacting me if 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 they weren't in desperate need Mm -hmm. um so i think i think there is some of that maybe maybe really not as much um because of course you're pretty much tied to the the regulations that the government puts on us now so so what do you, okay, so because we have reefer and we have flatbed. Mm-hmm. So which do you prefer to deal with, the reefer side or the flatbed side? <laughs> Juan? I would say reefer. Reefer, uh, just, yeah, you back it in the back door and then, of course, and let them load you. Just make sure everything's all good. Put on your load locks. Trailer set at correct temperature, dry load, temp load. And then, yeah, just make sure your load locks are in place. Everything's all good. Flatbed, though, uh, just the whole tarp game and wrapping that over some product if you need if you needed to. And oh, that just, I respect the flatbed side. I do. <laughs> well, I bet you you get, I bet you, what do you think the percentage of calls at night from flatbed guys to reefer guys? What do you think the difference oh, is? Oh, it, it's huge because we don't really deal with flatbed a lot because most of their most of the dispatch for them is done you know well before the the fleet managers go home mm-hmm. so usually during during our stat our our shift we both work this the second shift so usually we're not dealing with that cuz they're they're usually where they're at and sleeping or preparing to load in the morning you know so i'm going to say it, it's it's probably 75 25 on what we deal with as far as flatbed versus reefer. Okay. Yeah. More reefer. More reefer. More reefer calls. Set point problems. We're watching over temps and everything like that compared to flatbed. And flatbed, did we just, hey, uh, phone calls we get. The uh, hole was just 
punched in on the tarp and now we got to get a new one so we got to find and you know patch that hold up or something like that or if the load shift hopefully not don't want that don't <laughs> like those calls um but no so, so you, you were talking about accidents earlier and because you're dealing you're the safety department at night so mm-hmm. how do you how do you handle that I mean, what goes on? Give me an, I mean, it's, every accident is different. Hopefully it's minor, but to a major accident. But, I mean, that's still a lot of uh, badness that can happen. So. It is, it is. Um, first and foremost, a case, of course, making sure everybody is okay. Um, yeah. And then just kind of going from there, gathering as much information as we can. Um, any injuries, you know, and then on to is a load okay to try what kind of damages to both parties, um, providing there's two parties involved, um, making sure pictures are taken as soon as you can start taking pictures because you can't go back on a picture. I mean, there's no change in that. Mm-hmm. Um, good or bad, it's it's good to have and getting them sent in and how to send them in, uh, making sure the police are called. A lot of the parking lot accidents we were involved in the police won't come out because it's private property. Our insurance company still wants us to make that call. So at least there's record that we tried to contact authorities, even just to come out and help exchange information. Okay. So it can be a lot. What about Smart Drive? How Do you guys get involved much with the Smart Drive stuff? Have you watched some of the videos, though? To- seen a few, yes. But, no, we don't We don't have any access to any of that. Yeah, We can't just say, oh, hey, turn on the uh, camera, and I want to see the driver. No, we can't. We don't. That's whole safety AM crew. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody in the company-wide can do that. I, right. And we try to, yeah, it's, yeah, no, we can't do that. But I've had a lot of drivers where we've said, you know, they've had an issue going on or something's happening with the truck. Hit the green button. Then we can see the recording of what exactly it's doing. Well, my truck mm-hmm. is doing this. Well, I, you can't do it, so do that. So, And, and that would be great. We all know we take our vehicles to the mechanic and try to replicate what it's doing, right. and nobody can ever know. <laughs> like you said, hit the button. At least there's there's recording data. Of what might have been going on. Yep. Um, so one thing I know in in my role here, um, you guys are kind of like the psychiatrists of Decker Truckline. Okay. And Willie's shaking his head because he understands what I mean. During the day, they won't talk to their DMs about Jack most of the time. But now all of a sudden... <laughs> Juan comes on and it's Dr. Juan show and they will unload onto you guys and tell you their whole life story. Why is that guys? Why? Just the amazing crew. I guess that's it. I mean, I, I love my coworkers. That's it. I love just personable. Yeah. But it's not just Juan. It's it's Allie. It's it's all you guys. I mean, it's, I, maybe it's, they're more comfortable because the fleet managers during the daytime, I don't want to say are, are more controlling, but have more control over what the driver might be doing day to day, where we're just trying to be empathetic and help them as much as we can through whatever issue might have came up. Not that they don't get that from their fleet managers, but it's, I suppose you know it's no different than talking to your wife versus talking to your buddy. <laughs> I mean, really, that, that's Good kind of the way yeah. to put it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just, yeah, I get some of the emails you guys send me. It's just like, why didn't he just wait and tell us that during the daytime or call <laughs> me or something like that? But whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's very important. We want to find this stuff out. Um, I got to give you guys kudos. Um, 
we have the attaboy program, okay? 95% of my attaboys come from you guys, okay? That's how much you look out for your guys at night mm-hmm. and want to uh, acknowledge what kind of job they do. Appreciate right. that, okay? Right. Uh, keep it going. So, um, Juan, what's some of your best memories of something that's happened here or your time here? I guess uh, just driver uh shoot uh he's retired now retired a while ago but no we talk every day Uh, every day as soon as i clock in at five and bam yeah let me talk to juan where's juan yeah who who is it uh harding adrian harding okay um he's not here anymore but he retired he lives out there in texas i believe and no uh, good guy good guy i we he came here into town one time and i had the day off actually and Shoot, I was like, let's go to lunch. Let's go have dinner and took him out here and fed him and everything. We were all just talking, having a big old blast and everything and came back here, went to, I think we went to Walmart too. And that's one thing I'll do too. Uh, great memories. Uh, drivers, I'll tell them if they need rides or anything like that. Um, let's go. What do, what do you need? I've taken a few drivers out to Walmart, went out there shopping, told them grab what you need and we'll go back to the terminal uh, shoot, just talking to them, person to person, taking them out to Barnum, uh, picking up our cargo drivers, mm-hmm. coming back over here to the hotel, the Baymont in, here in town, just talking, okay. and interacting with that driver person to person, hearing their stories, you know, putting a face behind that voice, go over, yeah. over, over the phone. Well, I knew Adrian, so I know he was quite the character. Yeah, <laughs> he he is. Is, yeah, we got we have a lot of characters working for yeah, us. So yeah, yes, we do. Sure. So a wide variety, <laughs> a wide variety. So all right, the standard question that every interviewer asks: Where do you see yourself in the future? Shoot, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Say Willie's job. <laughs> there you go, taking yeah. over, sitting next to man. That's it. <laughs> Whenever you want it. <laughs> All right, Willie, what about you? What's your one of some of your memories of Decker? I mean, you've been here oh, 20 gosh. years. Yeah. So um, just just all the interactions with the drivers. Um some of the some of the different things they've went on within the company, um the 75th anniversary gathering that was here. Um you know, I I worked through it all, but <laughs> having that experience with a company. Um and just you know there's a lot of there's not so much anymore the the relationships built that we used to have um you know we were out like you talked all over the property so we were in the guard shack for a while seeing the drivers in and out every day you know that was that was huge building that face to face we don't we don't get that as much anymore um the building is still accessible so we're we're accessible um, do you still get drivers that come in and, and now that we have the access into here at all time, do you still get drivers come we in? We do, yeah. Not, probably not as many as we'd like to see. Um, but if they're coming in and it's somebody that we deal with regularly, they'll let us know they're coming in right. to find out who's here. Um, we have some that talk to everybody on staff. You know, they, they just want to they wanna know who they're dealing with. So we'll... You know, we'll make sure they get in, come in, and actually meet everybody face-to-face that might be working. And it's it's real good to have that relationship both ways. And I know, like, Dennis, I'm throw out to Dennis. I mean, Dennis Waterman. I mean, how many, Watch, he's, yeah. Well, yeah, how many times has he come and cooked for you guys right. and, and take care of you? I mean, awesome Dennis takes care of everybody. It doesn't yep. matter who it is. So, um, but, yeah, it's, the times have changed. It's, it's a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm, yeah, used to be. 
well, it's our, where my office is now in that old section out there, and, and you had to deal a lot more face-to-face with the drivers. So um, what what advice, Juan, can you give a new driver just coming to Decker, okay, to succeed here? Shoot. Just uh, take all the advice in if you want to say. Like, just re- to retain any questions you have, anything, hey, DM, well, what do I do in this situation? Just ask, you know, just, and we'll try to help you out too. Um, that's what I did when I first started here and the night operations. It just, I didn't know a thing about tractors and I just had to ask. I was like talking to the drivers on the phone. They give me driver lingo and I'm, what do you mean? What, what? And just ask questions and then, yeah, just take it all in and yeah. <laughs> Willie, Experience. how about you? Ask a lot of questions. Um, the you know the the old adage: the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Um, I believe that there's there's a there's too much to go over in orientation to fully get the whole job as a new driver coming in. Even if you had experience somewhere else, eventually you'll be truly decorified. <laughs> and deckerfied that's a good one right, you haven't heard cool. that one for a while oh, yeah, i haven't heard that one for a while okay but just just getting all the the little ins and outs of the company um there's there's so many such as your your rival shippers your depart shippers you know there's there's all that stuff that has to be done properly for a reason and it's just for other tracking that we may have within the company that you don't even know about um so just just asking um, and, and taking in any criticism. Um, a lot of times, you know, we might try and explain it to you once or twice over the phone or send you messages saying, hey, this needed to be done this way. And it's just to help further you in, in your career with the company, really. I mean, yeah. There's a reason that we do the things we do the way we do it. I, I learned valuable lesson this last week so as you guys know one I, I do cargill a lot on the weekends and so when i got empty I, a new load came to me while i was coming back and i thought oh somebody emptied me out i'm good to go well no that wasn't the case that was the pre-plan so i wasn't doing an empty call on that load because i'm thinking i already got it it's already done so i learned something new this week so katie has been going through orientation this week and she was so proud just a little bit ago she goes i know how to set a unit i mean i'm gonna take her out there and test so but they're they're there's reasons we do and some guys want to buck the system and 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 fight it and you just we've been in business for 92 years there's a reason we've been in business for 92 years so Mm -hmm. try to learn from us um any closing statements you want to make Juan? um shoot night ops after hours any questions anything like that we'd love don't be afraid to call there's always someone like i always tell everyone to call us at one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning. Someone will pick up. We are going to be there. If you have any problems, anything like that, we're there. Give us a call and we'll handle it. We'll take care of it. <laughs> All right. All right. Willie? Driver's our number one asset, so feel feel free to call. We're, we're here to help you help us. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. I know you got to get down there because you got some night operating to do right now. So thanks for coming in. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit more later on. Okay. All right. Thank you much. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Yep. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to Inside the Triangle. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. 
That way you will know when the new episodes drop. And remember, submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. The best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone, record your question, and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best. Thank you.